Now back to 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much, Brian and Glacius, who just came in and restructured my entire formatting here as far as my computer. I lost the phone screen here, so now I can get into the calls. I am not, I, I can get a little technically challenged. You know, he had to come all the way rushing in here and just literally pushed one button and then walked out. That's all a, under the a, silence and sort of the recognition of Dan. No, that's Dan the embarrassing part. It's not that you needed help. It's that it, it's, it's, it's when this fix is so simple that someone literally takes two seconds to do it. You're like, okay. Like, if it was complicated, had he been here for like four minutes trying to figure it out, then you wouldn't feel so bad. All right, want to get into the San Francisco 49ers because there is some news to report concerning Jimmy Garoppolo. Apparently the shoulder is now it's repaired and he's ready to throw a football game uh, again. And what does this mean for the 49ers? What does this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? What does this mean for teams like that at Carolina, Seattle? I've heard Cleveland getting into the mix. Maybe we can maybe we could start there. The Cleveland Browns. Would there be any any level of interest with with everything that's going on in their world when Wait, it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo? Don't they have Baker Mayfield there? That's Jimmy Garoppolo-esque anyway. Like It's like, oh, let's let's get rid of Baker Mayfield and bring in Baker Mayfield. That wouldn't make sense for them. <laughs> no, I don't think – I think they've pretty much worn out each other's sort of welcome there. I think that uh, – I think that Baker Mayfield wants to move on, and I think that he may end up a Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so, so, so – Carolina's into that mix. But I'm so, just saying it, it's one of the potential landing spots So, now. Dan, so what you're saying is, is that when you bring in a quarterback's replacement and then that quarterback feels some kind of way about it, the prudent, appropriate thing to do is to let that quarterback leave the football team and resume his career somewhere else. Is that what you're saying, Dan? <laughs> I know where you're going. In this. regards to Baker Mayfield, that's the decent thing to do is to let Baker Mayfield go. No, I think it's Baker Mayfield not wanting to go back to Cleveland because all the dirt that's been thrown both ways. And they I don't think Cleveland wants him either. It, it got ugly out there. <laughs> they did him dirty, man. But there's a chance. I mean, this all begins with Deshaun Watson because – the latest is, and I heard this from, I think I was reading Dan Patrick, that he could be gone for a year, seems the to be latest, sort of the consensus. The latest for Deshaun Watson, man, just gets more and more bizarre every time a new development happens. But, but I'm gonna, they say he could be gone for up to a year. He's meeting with the NFL on Tuesday. The Browns' ownership is pretty... Like, the, the Browns' ownership isn't Mark Davis, right? Mark Davis is the brokest, least powerful, least meaningful owner in the NFL, right? Like, people want him to sell. Browns' ownership holds some sway amongst the other owners. And while Goodell makes his decision, ultimately, does Goodell works for the owners, right? So, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't feel that – I don't feel like the Browns would have given him that contract, given up what they got to give him – and giving him uh, uh, all that paper, man, if they thought that he was going to be suspended for a year. Like, the owners know. The owners know. Because the guy making the decision, they pay his salary. So you think that the Cleveland Browns knew that they could potentially lose a quarterback for an entire year and still give him a guaranteed $230 million contract? Well, no, no, that's my point, is that I don't think when the, when the Browns gave him that money, I don't think I don't believe that they expected him to be gone for a year, mm. and I also say that they know because the guy that makes that decision they pay his salary, right? So I don't think he's going to get suspended for a year. Otherwise, the Browns they could have waited another year before they did this. You get what I'm saying? If the Browns knew, thought he would be suspended for a year, 
they don't go out and get him. So this you year. think they were in on it with Roger Goodell? They knew exactly what the suspension is going to be before they signed him to a contract. Yes. Hmm. I mean, think about it, though. Yeah, right? but how much has happened since they signed the deal? Oh, God. I mean, man. think about all the other cases and <laughs> <laughs> in, in all of the alleged attacks that, and improprieties that have taken place while this guy was getting massages. It's now up to 24. And four of those women apparently do not want to settle. So that's yeah. when things get really complicated. See, then- here's the number that, that, the number to me that is what is and there are a whole lot of numbers 24 that's a that's a number 66 massage therapists now 24 have filed charges but this dude has apparently seen 66 different massage therapists um and that's not a number of massage therapists you see if you're getting massages and you're looking for massages right you know you just find somebody who's like oh wow they really you know got into the tissue and then you have one massage therapist. These aren't girlfriends we're talking about. They're massage therapists. Now, you might have many girlfriends, but you probably only have one massage therapist, not 66. At least, you know, it's me. And my <laughs> massage therapist, when I used to I used to get into massages, and my massage therapist, I used to be up in Vancouver, Canada, and <laughs> this woman was probably in her mid-60s, mm-hmm. uh, had a voice deeper than yours, <laughs> and she used to beat the hell out of me. Like, I mean, a real massage therapist, just, I mean, she was a, a very stout, large woman, and she would just, I mean, I'd be screaming for mercy. <laughs> She'd give that deep tissue and just, like, get in there, and she had this strong rep. You had to, you know, you had to book her, like, two months out. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I don't think that's what Deshaun well, that's was my looking point. for. I don't you think that's what he was looking for. You need work on your body, man. Yeah, man. So, but I doubt, let, let me rephrase that, okay? I doubt. Now, because there have been new developments, maybe he gets a year. But I don't think he does because, again, the ownership of the Browns have a invested interest in him, and they pay Goodell's salary. So if Goodell does something that ticks him off, he has to and, – and, yeah, they have to punish him. And that's, oh, he's, he's uh, put a stain on the NFL shield, right? So something has to happen. But at the end of the day, the Browns' ownership want to win. They have invested a lot of money not just in him – but in that team, a lot of draft capital, capital like the Browns' ownership wants to win, and they have like I feel like the most powerful owners are probably Jerry Jones and uh, who's the guy in L.A. What's my guy in uh, the 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 Rams? The Rams, Cronky is that his name? Stan Cronky. Yeah, Cronky. Like th- those are probably a couple of the most powerful owners in the NFL. Which like if they say something, it typically happens. Um, but the Browns are they they're, they're pretty high up there, man. They are Robert so Kraft. So oh, my God. I'm well, speaking of Robert Kraft, Kraft yeah. it's interesting you mentioned Robert Kraft because apparently this has been leaked. So what the Players Association is obviously going to appeal. Okay, mm-hmm. They're going to defend Deshaun Watson. That's what they do. <laughs> and what they're going to bring to the forefront is Bob Robert Kraft. Kraft, you know, getting busted for soliciting prostitution. Nothing happened to him. Now the case got thrown out. Daniel Snyder for the cultural environment that he created, which – the abuse to women, which has been well-documented, and he continues to deal with. In fact, Roger Goodell from a boat in the south of France had to testify in front of Congress this past week. God. And Ben Roethlisberger, who got his suspension reduced from six games to four games. This will be the defense by that of the Players Association when it comes to Deshaun Watson going forward. And this is happening on Tuesday, actually. It is all going to take place on Tuesday. So, you know, it's, it's sort of a wait and see. But if we were just to take a... I wouldn't call it a worst-case scenario, I guess, if you're a Browns fan, but if you were just to look at it through, 
you know, the, the potential that he's gone for an entire year. If you're the Cleveland Browns, somebody's got to play quarterback for a team, you know, that's that's pretty good. They got good running backs, they got a good defense. You know, they've they've got Miles Garrett locked up. They've got, you know, they got some people. So again, as this relates all roads going back to Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, yeah. this could be a potential landing spot for him. So could Carolina. So we'll yeah, have to I, sort I, of wait. Like, I like your, and if I'm Jimmy G, you got Christian McCaffrey there. I mean, yeah, you, you got Kareem Hunt and company there in in uh, in 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 Cleveland, man. But playing with Christian McCaffrey, especially if you're a quarterback that likes the that is fond of the dump off, okay, to the running back, right? Having Christian McCaffrey will make you look mighty good, man. So if I'm Jimmy G, I'm actually eyeing Carolina. Well, I would go to Cleveland. It's a it's a more recognizable market, and I think they're they're a lot closer to winning because they were in the playoffs what just two years ago. Did they go to the playoffs last year? I don't believe they did. It was under no, Baker. They did not. Yeah, last year they of course Baker Mayfield tried to play hurt, which was the stupidest thing he could have done. I guess the <laughs> point being in all of this is that this will get ratcheted up, or will it, once he starts throwing a football? Because you know nobody was going to invest in this guy as damaged goods. So once the video comes out. You know, whether it's social media, whether it's his team that leaks it, and you're seeing Jimmy Garoppolo look like Jimmy Garoppolo again, I think Carolina, whether it's Seattle, or whether it's the Cleveland Browns, or maybe there's a player out there we're not familiar with, gets back into the fold in terms of sort of creating a trade. And I guess that's where this all begins. Is it more more likely, Shamari, if I was to put this in front of you, is it more likely that he gets traded and or released from the San Francisco 49ers at this juncture. See, that's hard to call because I don't feel that I don't feel like the Niners have any leverage at all. At all. If you if you keep him, you got to pay him 25 million dollars. They're not doing that, right? You have up until the first day of the season to 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 get rid of him. But if I'm any team that wants a quarterback, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to wait until the day before training, uh, before the first game of the season, because I know you're not paying anything. So why am I going to give you even a fifth round pick for a guy that I can have for free? Well, I guess the answer to that would be, first of all, if you're a team and you're going to start the season. The season starts in a week, and you haven't solidified your starting quarterback position. You're in trouble. No, That's I got scary. You. That's scary to be banking on that. But I guess the other scenario is this: is that the 49ers could bring him to camp, right? And knowing all along that if they break camp and it's week one and he's on the roster, he's due that twenty-five, twenty-six million dollars. The other scenario is that they keep him on the roster right up until week one, where they don't have to pay him that twenty-five mil. And just before camp breaks, they go to Jimmy and say, look, hey, my man, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to go in another direction, but we still want you. (laughs) And what they do to him at that point, and this would be dirty pool, is essentially Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) knows that, well, really, you come to me now? Everybody in the NFL already has their starting quarterbacks. And so the 49ers then have the leverage of saying, well, yeah, I know everybody has their starting quarterbacks. I tell you what, we will bring you back, but we want you at $9 million. We want you at $8 million. I mean, that's the other potential scenario that could play out. That's not fair to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if the 49ers would necessarily do that, but that's another, you know, that's another piece to all of this that potentially could unfold. Okay, what about the Steelers? You got the Steelers. They got Kenny Pickett in yep. the draft. You got Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph there, okay, as, as the other potential starters. They were, they were a playoff team with Ben Roethlisberger's 
ghost out there as your starting quarterback last season. <laughs> that might be a bit. If I'm Jimmy G, that's a good place. And and if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a significant upgrade over Trubisky and or Rudolph, man. But Trubisky and was one of those guys. He looked pretty. I mean, he's obviously he's a, a pedigree guy, right? Like he had the athleticism. He had the. But, no, but, but last year he looked pretty good. What was he in Buffalo? Was he backing up in Buffalo? I guess when he got on the field, he looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good since he, I guess. I guess my the answer to that is if you're in the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes, why would you draft Pickett? Because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is at this point in his career. He's the guy. He's the, he's a bridge quarterback. He is hey, let let's draft our guy and let's use this guy for a couple. That's who he is right now. Like the Jimmy Jimmy G Jimmy Jesus of like five years ago, where he came in and he won five games in a row on a bad team. Like that that guy that guy is seven years older now. You know, and, and he is he is a uh, he, he's a bridge quarterback. He's he's Fitz Magic, man. He is. But isn't is, Trubisky the bridge? It's a better bridge, man. Okay, you got you got the. How many Bay bridges bridge. are you going to be paying for on that Ross? You, you got the Bay Bridge, and then you got the Carquinez Bridge. Okay. Say they <laughs> do keep Jimmy Garoppolo in a, in a wild scenario. What does that say about their thinking of Trey Lance? Does that say we don't really trust him, and we don't want a second year quarterback to potentially drive this car into a ditch? Well, therein lies. Therein lies the 800-pound gorilla in the room. That's you just you just nailed it because the San Francisco 49ers, albeit you know this guy's doing all the right things at OTA. There's a level of growth. We think potentially can be that guy, but this is what happens when you invest in something that's unproven. I emphasize unproven. If every other position, and I know we can argue and and pick over the offensive line. But if every other position on your football team is solidified and you're one of those teams, one of maybe four or five, that should things break your way, you could go to and win a Super Bowl. You're one of those teams that's in the Super Bowl conversation. And then you entrust this all to an unproven quarterback, the most important position on the team. Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, they can win it with defense. If they do, and somehow you're going to bring this back to Jimmy Garoppolo. But my point being <laughs> <laughs> is that – the rub here is what level of security do they have with a guy that has not played a lot of football over the last couple of years? They don't. But if you if you are Kyle Shanahan, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're John Lynch and you were wrong about Trey Lance, like ain't nothing gonna save you. <laughs> like you could you could put it off for the next four seasons. Oh, he's still not ready yet, folks. Okay. If they were wrong about Trey Lance, uh you know, have fun being a offensive coordinator again, okay? Because you are now officially Norv Turner, right? So you can't run from Trey Lance, man, and what he is. You, you, you got to find out. And, and you, you're not going to delay this another year because part of the advantage of having a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract is is your quarterback's making seven, eight million a year instead of fifty. But what if he's not a bust, but you can clearly see that he's still developing? Now, in developing, he's throwing interceptions and losing games, but you can see that he may be a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's terrible, but in developing, you don't go to the Super Bowl because you've spent a year or two in developing this young quarterback. They went to the Super Bowl with a quarterback that threw 13 interceptions, which was something like 14th or 15th worse in the NFL, okay? So if he throws less than 13, 
Or That's about not what I mean. Team. Say it's strip sacks. Say it's he gives the ball. I'm, I'm talking about the development of a young quarterback. That if you're developing a young quarterback, maybe it's not just relegated to interceptions. But as a young quarterback, you're going to make mistakes. Maybe you didn't see the right read. Maybe you didn't check out of something in the right situation. There's just all this nuance that goes into being a young quarterback. And if it's going to take a couple of years for him to develop, and it doesn't mean it's an indictment on his skill set that eventually he'll be a good quarterback, but what happens is that door or that window is now shut as far as you winning a Super Bowl. See, but here's the thing that a guy like Trey Lance can do is when he, if he misses a read or if he doesn't see something, he can take off with the stinking ball. Now, I don't want him – I don't want design runs. I don't want him running the ball that much, okay? But in certain situations where a seasoned quarterback might dump the ball off to a running back and the running back gains four yards, the quarterback – oh, I didn't see the read, but guess what? I'm going to run it for those five yards myself, right? That's, so, that's the worst-case scenario. If I get into my drop as a young quarterback, I don't see the read and I begin to run. First of all, as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach – especially if it's Kyle Shanahan, that's the last thing you want out of a quarterback. Well, but, but the secondly, it, as a wi- to, uh, secondly, as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. they hate that, Shamari. And you know why? If I run the right route and I got to step on a guy and my quarterback's running, you don't want to have that sort of relationship in terms of that yin and yang with a wide receiver and your quarterback. Your wide receivers want to know, if I put a foot in the ground and I got to step on my guy, that ball better be on me. But if my quarterback is a dude that likes to run or get out of things before the play develops, as a top-tier wide receiver, I don't want to play with that guy. And I've heard that verbatim from the wide receiver's mouths. No, absolutely. But I'm not saying this happens every time he drops back. But I'm saying the occasional mistake that he makes, occasional because everybody makes mistakes. We're only human. But but when he makes mistakes, he has a way to keep the chains moving that other quarterbacks that might be more experienced just don't. And, and you look at... You look at the the, the six five O's bringing up Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson early on, that dude would he would he would take off and run. He was good though and, early and he, on. He was, but but as he developed those the the actual quarterback skills, he ran less, man. And that's that's the beauty of having a quarterback. If he can like be Trey Russell Lamb. Wilson, you'll be okay. I mean, well, yeah. If anybody can get Russell well, Wilson is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Yeah. I mean, you want to decide him as an example. I'm telling you, if it's Russell Wilson, I think the 49ers will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If it's Russell Wilson, everybody will be okay, man. I, I, uh, there are 32 teams in the NFL, and I feel like at least 27 of them would love to have Russell Wilson, regardless of who their starting quarterback. So is. let's just say, just play along with me here. Let's just say that Trey Lance is, you know. He's not bad, but you can see that his development is a little, you know, he's, it's going like to take he's a 22 years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's 22 years old. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's fine. So That's fine. Let's just say that he's, it's not going according to plan in terms of him hitting the ground running and, and being the sort of quarterback for a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Are you going to turn to Nate Sudfeld for a couple of games or what is it that you do if he's not performing at that level? You, you stick with your guy. And lose games and not go to a Super Bowl when you potentially wait, could have with anyone on. else. Wait, wait. wait I, I don't know if this is the newfangled NFL, man, but I feel like because so many rookie quarterbacks have come in and first, second-year quarterbacks have come in and had success right away, that people – do you you remember what John Elway looked like? You remember what uh, – well, Dan Marino came out as a killer out the gate, okay? But but uh, all back in the – like Terry Bradshaw stunk for the first – Three seasons or so of his career. The back man. in the reception was ben, Terry Bradshaw. Ben, ben Roethlisberger uh, won a he, Super Bowl as as a 
like not even a game manager, okay? Now, he he eventually evolved into Ben Roethlisberger, and he played great in the Super Bowl. But but Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl that he won, like he was uh, the bus rider, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say, right? Like you talk about a bus rider, that dude was on there, man. He had his Lunchables, and he was just along for the ride, okay? Lunchables. Well, no, well, that's, that's just it, Shamari. If the San Francisco 49ers were Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, if the 49ers were Chicago with Justin Fields, if the 49ers were the New York Jets with Zach Wilson, that's fine. Make your mistakes, Trey Lance. We ain't going anywhere. Doesn't matter what you do. You can develop for the next three years. We'll bring in some boys, and hopefully three, five years from now, we'll be competitive. The imbalance here is that you have a team that could be potentially plug-and-play to a Super Bowl right now. I'm not going after Trey Lance. I'm just saying this is more of an indictment on the 49ers, <laughs> recognizing that they wanted a new quarterback to get off of Jimmy Garoppolo. That was evident, right? After he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. They kicked the <laughs> tires. because of that. There was a whole season after that that, that oh, I feel really? like got him. Didn't they interview? Wasn't that the first time they kicked the tires on Tom Brady? It's in Tom, that offseason? It's Tom Brady, man. It's, it, 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 it's not like they brought in one of the... Uh, you don't, Okay, so you don't think... It's not after like they brought that, in one of the Hasselback brothers, After man. that Super Bowl mm-hmm. and that playoff run where he only threw it, like, what, in that NFC Championship time, nine times? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eight yeah, times. Something like that. Yeah, seven. Y- yeah. You don't think that Kyle Shanahan said, you know what, if I had another quarterback, I'd want a Super Bowl. I'm going to look in another direction. I think, to me... That was the beginning of the end of Jimmy Garoppolo. And from that point forward, they were kicking the tires on any quarterback that was out there. That might have been. But the point I'm trying to make here. Listen, they, 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 it, they, it's not like they were talking to one of the McCowns. It's Tom Brady. They were talking to Tom Brady. No, but the you reason talk they talked to Tom Brady is because they were disenchanted with if they could have upgraded from Jimmy Garoppolo. Because how often can you get a chance to win a Super Bowl? And he, he blew it. To, in their eyes, I think he missed – Listen, Kyle Shannon devised the perfect play, right? He always does. And then he's like, oh, my God. I got the protection. Emmanuel Sanders got a step on a guy. My Super Bowl. There it is. Jimmy, just put it on him. (laughs) And he He overthrew it. it. And Kyle Shannon, from that point forward, I said, you know what? I need another dude. I need another dude. I, you, you may not agree with me. That's neither here I nor mean, there. That, that's a hell of a grudge to hold, man. <laughs> like that's that's like it was like four years later. You're like, yeah, man. Did you he did overthrow good, good him? Play. Or did Emmanuel Sanders eh, kind of pull up a little bit? Go back and watch that tape. Oh, Brian, with his revisionist history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, go back and watch the tape, Dan. All right, all right, I'll take another look at it. Oh, just the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew anybody is kind of just like remarkable. But I don't know, man. But my point is, is that. The San Francisco 49ers are a team that maybe was, if you want to get off of Jimmy Garoppolo, go get Stafford. I mean, if the Rams did it, you could have done it. If you want to get off of Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe they were better off getting a season accomplished veteran. But what they wanted to do is go get a number two, an unproven pick. Not only they're all unproven at the, as rookies, right, but an unproven more so than the others because of the limited action he had playing at the collegiate level. To me, that's where all of this begins. It's not an indictment on Trey Lance. It's the fact that you have a team that could win a Super Bowl, and you're trying to do it with a kid that is unproven and inexperienced. Yeah, but you also, the, the incumbent quarterback that you've had the last four seasons has also proven that you can't win a Super Bowl with him either. And, and th- them is the facts, okay? That, if that, okay. Uh, uh, two this NFC championships. Listen. What, no, two NFC championship games, one Super Bowl appearance. If Duquas catches that ball, do they go to a Super Bowl? Be honest with me here now. Yeah, but there were also other things okay, that could no, have no, happened no, 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 that other people could have done to get to the Super Bowl. You just said yes. Yes. 
They go to a Super Bowl. So Jimmy Garoppolo now is taking you to a Super Bowl. Shamari, is it beyond your realm of comprehension that they beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? Come on. Be honest with me. They had already beat him early in the season. Okay. So, so, yeah. So yeah, now hey. Jimmy Garoppolo is now a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Where are you? Oh, we got to get to a break. Is that we what you're going to do? Quiet? a break? All right. okay. <laughs> Perfect timing for you. <laughs> All right. Shamari Black has much more to say, believe me, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, Chris Joseph, time permitting. We'll be back on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Shamari Block and Dan Devone on a gorgeous, well, the sun is, I shouldn't say it wasn't gorgeous from the outset, but here in San Francisco, the sun has made an appearance on Pride Day. So enjoy it and just be careful if you're driving around the downtown San Francisco area, as Shamari had to uh, deal with coming over from the East Bay, that it can get a little bit hairy. Just make sure that you plan accordingly and get on. I'm a Waze guy. Apparently, you uh, you're telling me that Google Maps and Waze are one and the same. Well, they're not one and the same. It, it's a it's a different skin. But Google bought Waze a long time ago because that's what big companies do. They're like, oh, here's a good competitor. I'll buy it, right? So they bought Waze. <laughs> so they have the same data. They just present it differently. And one of the thing about Waze that somebody told me that I was like, that is actually pretty cool. <laughs> one of the cool things about Waze that I, that I guess, and maybe you can confirm this, is is you can get different voices. Like you can have, like I don't know, Cookie Monster or something, yeah. give you directions or whatever. I'm like, okay, that does sound pretty cool. But it, it's not... It's not enough for me to want to have another another app on my phone that's going to well, get are, the views. Well, they have the cop buster sort of uh, component to it as well. Like, they'll let you know if there is a... Uh, speed trap? No, no. Speed trap. Did you Google, Google, Google Maps says, oh, speed trap ahead. They they don't announce it, though. Like, Waze will be like speed trap. Exactly. Like, I Google, need someone telling me. I don't know. Google, you look on the map, and it'll be like... And, and they'll even be like, is the speed trap still there? And, and I'm always like, yes. Even if there isn't a speed trap still there, I always say yes, because you know that, that way people will slow the F down and not drive like maniacs what? if they think there's a speed trap. Waze has saved my, my bacon on more than one occasion, <laughs> man. I was... I think it was in Portland, and they got all those bridges there, and this bridge was backed up, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, how am I going to get to the other side? I'm not from Portland. And <laughs> Waze just started going. I'm like, if I get on the bridge, I'm screwed because it's not moving. It's a parking lot, but I don't know where to go because the place I had to be at, and I was like already like, you know, I had to be there like in the next five minutes. I'm like, Waze, please kick in, pick in before <laughs> I get on the bridge. And then immediately it started to redirect. And they said, we direct? And they started taking me in the circuitous route. I'm driving all over Portland side streets, and I get there right on time. I can, see Dan, I can see Dan just going 120 down 880 trying to get to the show. <laughs> I can just see him like, where's Waze? Like, tell me the speed trap. Well, first of all, I don't know where 120 is. No, he meant 120. Going like down that, oh, 880. That's the speed. That's the oh, going speed down, you okay, were doing. Yeah. I don't even know where 880 is. Wait, really? The Bay Bridge? <laughs> oh, the Bay Bridge. Say the Bay Bridge, all right? Well, no, so, 80 is at the Bay. 80 goes from uh it goes from, it starts in uh it goes to set from San Jose to to Oakland, Oakland yeah. and then going from Oakland to the Bay Bridge to San Francisco. Well, doesn't it become 880 once you get off the Bay Bridge? Wait, yes. the the 510 Xfinity Mobile text line. I got my way set to E40. <laughs> Wait, E40 is a Waze voice? That's a thing? Oh, I'm really I'm really switching to Waze now. I was just there like, you now, wouldn't yeah, you, go, go wouldn't ahead, you player partner, um, go ahead and just, you know, go on in and make a left to your player partner like, like E40? <laughs> wouldn't Could you, you picture that? Wouldn't you want um, either, I don't know, Morgan Freeman as your Waze app or like, that would what, also what's be the dope. best narration for those apps? 
Morgan Freeman work. How about what's the worst? Samuel Jackson, so long as he says MF. Like, make a left turn, MF, right? Like Samuel Jackson saying that, that would also be dope. I'm trying to think of a voice that just grates on my nerves. Gilbert Godfrey. I like Gilbert Godfrey. I giggle every time. He's funny, but, but but no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. Gilbert Godfrey is great. But you're, you're you know on what bothered a, me would be Tim You're on Kirk a three-hour you're on a three-hour road trip in Gilbert Godfrey. Yelling at you in his Gilbert Godfrey voice. Go ahead here and yeah, no, that that would suck after hour one and a half. He was the duck in Aflac. He, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. But it makes perfect sense now. But I Aflac, never knew that. That's yeah. him. Man. Who else Holy can go crap. Aflac? Yeah. Oh man, I believe he was a parrot in Aladdin too. Yes, he was. He was R.I.P. By the way, to the one and only Gilbert Godfrey. Man. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Where are we going now? Also, R.I.P. to you know, the 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 forty the the the, the tenure of Jimmy Garoppolo as a 49er. Oh, you know, speaking of the 49ers, Debo Samuel. I mean, does anybody have any level of concern that he's not going to get a new contract and come back to the team? Scrubbing his account and all that crap is now in the rearview mirror. No, I got him. L- no, listen, man, listen. Debo Oy. Samuel Oy. wants his money. Oy, it's hey. just, it's just that they don't have the. He has no leverage. He has no leverage. And, and I don't think that the, the relationship is amiable now. I just think he said that he just he realized he has no cards to play. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I need to play football because uh, I'm not going to be Latrell Sprewell and say, I can't feed my family with $20 million, okay? He's going to come take that money. Do you really think it's about the money or is it about the way they use them? No, I don't think it's about usage. I really don't. I think uh, that... It's about money. And now that Tariq Hill has set the bar, A.J. Brown's come in, Cooper Cup has come in, now you can, and this is exactly what the Niners were thinking all along. Now we have an accurate barometer on where it is that we're going to slot you and how much money you're going to get, which is going to be somewhere in between A.J. Brown, I think, and Tariq Hill and, and, and Cooper Cup. He's going to be sort of in that $25 million range, $23 million. See, here's what I, I think it's about the money, but the way they used him came into – play because they're like, well, you're also a running back, and running backs make less money, Debo, and that's what ticked him off, man, because it's, I don't think that they, they, they tick, they offended Debo Samuel, like, I don't think Debo Samuel just said, oh, I want to get paid, so I'm like, whatever happened behind those doors, it was offensive to him, and I don't think it was just a low ball offer, because teams always make low ball offers, I think it was like their logic, well, you're a running back, and we're going to pay you like a, you're a hybrid, so we're going to pay you in between top receiver and top running back money, that's less than top receiver money, and then that's what But did they ever say that? They, they're not going to come out and be like, yeah, that's yeah, all we, perception. We, we tried to screw Debo Samuel over. It didn't work. And that's what they're not going to come out and say that. But but Debo Samuel, this isn't some unreasonable dude. This dude is he, he's like hardworking, loves, loves the game, plays. You get what I'm saying? He's not some diva dude. So the fact that he did what he did tells me that something out of pocket happened. And I don't know what it is. I'm speculating that part. And my, my guess on what the out of pocket thing happened is, is they somehow tried to use the fact that he played running back to diminish what the money he was going to get. No, he just didn't like the first offer. And that's just the way you, you play ball. You lowball them, they come back with a counter offer, and you go from there. I don't yeah, think but, he, but I think he, he understands that. that. I think he understands that, and something more happened. We're yeah. never going to know. I don't think they said, you're a running back, this is how much money you're going to get, or you're a hybrid. They recognize his, his value. The text line is saying, getting back to Waze, Skip Bayless as a Waze voice would be annoying. Yes, it would. <laughs> I'd be driving uh, on that, where am I going, on the 880, and I'd be saying, shut up, Waze. 
Shut up! Yeah, the, the 510 said Fran Drescher. They, they also said my Gilbert Godfrey wasn't good. And... Was Fran Drescher the nanny? Who yeah. That? <laughs> that lady, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me hear Fran Drescher. <laughs> you, know, the, the, yeah, you know, the nasally thing. Yeah, man. Oh, Fran Drescher. No, man. Um... Yeah, by the way, my Gilbert Godfrey was improvisable. Give, give me give me like an hour of a really of a great Gilbert Godfrey 5 one We'll give you five minutes. <laughs> no, man. Um, but but yeah, that Well, how about the the, 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 wor- the but, Fran Drescher might be the worst one though. If I'm I'm just saying. Like like Skip Bayless, uh, Fran Drescher would absolutely be the absolute just I'm gonna I'm gonna stab my eardrums. <laughs> Getting back to Debo Samuel for a moment. <laughs> You know, you're talking about Debo. I, I don't. You know, there's a lot of ways to perceive that. Is that was it because they wanted to give him running back money? I don't think that was necessarily it. I thought part of it was that his camp was like he didn't want to be a running back because he wants to be healthy enough to be a free agent again. Because it's all about <laughs> getting that second offer, right? That's the way yeah, these guys look at yeah, this. You want to yeah, get that first yeah. bag, and then you want to get you want to be in the league long enough to get at least. Two opportunities to get into free agency. That's the scope, how agents and players look at this from a monetary standpoint. And a lot of it, I think, was, man, stop using me as a running back because you know the long the shelf life of a running back is like, you know, anywhere from one to three years. I'm gonna be done at this rate in a couple of months. So it wasn't so much that you're giving me their money, but the fact that, you know, my usage as as much as you were using me in the offense, that's gonna hurt my shelf life and the longevity I have in this potentially in this in this career. See, I just don't think Debo, like, and we don't know. We, we haven't sat down and talked to Debo Samuel, right? I mean, at least I haven't. Maybe you have, I don't know. But he just doesn't strike me. Debo Samuel strikes me as a whatever is necessary to win. Man, like Debo Samuel, my, my all-time favorite Niner is actually Ronnie Lott. My all-time favorite Niner of the past you know, of my adult life, we'll say, okay? So since 2020, uh, since 2000, is Frank Gore by a mile, man. Because Frank Gore was about winning. He was about competing. He was about playing hard. And this dude played in the league at a position where the average career is like two and a half years. This dude played 16 seasons. He's a third-time all-time rusher. I feel like... I feel like he's... I feel like he's a a Frank Gore kind of guy, man, okay? And I don't think... I don't think that he would sweat playing running back, man. I really don't. Now maybe his cant get, gets in his ear. Maybe, maybe that's a thing. But I don't. I don't know. I just don't believe that. I don't know what happened. If it was somebody, if it was Brandon Ayuk, okay. If it was almost any other 49er, then I would buy that. You know, he was offended by the low ball offer, man. But Debo, like, he's about playing hard and winning, man. If if, if there was anybody since Frank Gore that was about that, I'm just going to go out and play hard and I want to win life, it's Debo Samuel. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that might have been his camp. But it was was something that we heard when the two sides were going back and forth and he was trying to use that as leverage, or at least they were trying to use that as leverage, that, listen, stop using him at the running back position. Remember, there was all this talk, okay, well, the Niners are going to compromise and maybe only use him on running back in certain situations and they'll have some level of agreement. But I think to your point – that if Debo Samuel had any say about it, he wants the ball even more. <laughs> I remember when he was caught on a hot mic coming off on the field against Dallas just before he went into the end zone for a touchdown, and he yells at Shanahan, give me the damn ball. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's his mentality. He, If it was up to Debo Samuel, he'd want the ball in his hands, whether it be a running back or as a wide receiver on every single play because he has that sense of confidence that he can 
I, I think Debo feels like. Well, actually, I was gonna say. Wait, never mind. I was just, I was, was gonna say. I think Debo feels like he can he can complete some touchdown passes, and he did. He, he did complete one. So who's David Attenborough? You don't know who David Attenborough who is? is it? He's the 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 uh, the National Geographic. Uh, oh, that the, the British dude that does all the love all of the voice. voiceovers for uh, the 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 nature documentaries. Mm. Man, I love I love documentaries, especially nature ones. I, I, it's funny. I didn't love them as a kid, man. But in my adult life, I watch way more documentaries than I do blockbuster movies. How about John Facenda? Anybody out there know who John Facenda is? I'd have him on my way's voice. No. He wait, was wait, the wait, original wait, we... voice, like when you were a child, he was the original voice of NFL films. Oh, my God. Oh, John yeah. Facenda. Yeah, no. The, the Autumn Wind is a pirate. That's him. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. No, that guy. Oh, In fact, Al Davis said okay, he's well, I, the I'm only a, guy that could VO I'm their offended. highlights. Bay, Bay Area, no one said they would want me. No one would say they oh, would want right. me as their as their ways voice, and I'm offended. Nobody. How many how many people are listening right now? Not a single person. What's the the Shamari block? Hey, that's an app. You want to get left. that out there? Turn left. Jimmy Rubble sucks. Turn <laughs> right. Chris Gioza sucks. <laughs> All right, make a left turn over here, man. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Lace up my boots and take a right. Uh, so yeah, Debo Samuel, I think will be. Uh, Right? I mean, there's listen, these contracts don't get done. Kittle said as much. My contract, Fred Warner's contract, they didn't happen until the eve of camp. Well, but also, Bosa hasn't gotten his money either Yeah, what's yet. up with Bosa? What's going to go on there? I don't know, man. That that dude is that dude is surfing, man, okay? <laughs> that dude's surfing. Like, you, Nick Bosa is somewhere surfing. He's like, yeah, we're just going to worry about the contract thing, man. You know, like, Nick Bosa doesn't care. And, and Nick Bosa, you know, it, it, like, like, that's his thing. But Nick Bosa also... Like his family, right? His brothers already got his paper, right? Like Debo's trying to get that. Hey, I want to take care of my whole fam, my whole bloodline money, okay? And so for him, this is real. For him, this yeah. is way more real than it. Bosa can afford to wait, right? More so than Debo. If there's one guy that I could see as a serious threat of leaving the 49ers and demanding to get out or having a contract issue. As you know, as chill as he might be, I think the one guy who's sort of out of place here is Nick Bosa. As valuable as he is to that team, I could see that dude wanting to go back home to to some to Florida or he's like the one dude that once the season's over, he's the first guy out of town. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's the one dude who I don't think meshes well. Remember, there was some talk that Debo just simply wants to go back home to South Carolina, wherever it is that he's from. Yeah. I think that was a lot of poshing, but I think it might no, hold no, true. Nobody, nobody wants to go back to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no, no no one's ever, in the history of, of going places, no one's ever been like, I have a choice to go wherever I want, and the place I want to go is South Carolina. <laughs> I, you know, the older I get, because I'm a city guy, the more I'm thinking about, you know, Doing the Beverly Hillbillies before they went to Beverly Hills, that little shack they grew up in. Like I, I'm thinking about you know taking up fishing, fly fishing, Montana space, deep frying everything I catch, like deep frying water, just having that world get fat and just live off the land. Three, three weeks tops, Dan. <laughs> three weeks, and then you're gonna be like, oh man, there's no good eateries out here. I can't. I can't I, get I, my. Where's, who's I need selling farm, quinoa? I need some farm to table action over here, <laughs> and they don't have it here. All they have is a burger joint. Yeah. Do you ever get Dan, that? Dan no, do you ever think about that seriously? Like getting away from it all and just saying, you know, I could see hanging it up in some desolate place and living only, off the land. Only because, only because I know that if you leave the Bay Area, right? 
Like, okay, so in a few years, maybe not a few, let's say in five or six years, I can stack up enough money yeah, right. in the Bay Area where I could like buy my land and my house and like not have to worry about expenses like that again and, and be in a pseudo retirement. The only thing is, is I'd have to be in Texas to do that. And I'm like, I'd rather work until death. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that analysis. Well, listen, you can go live in Dallas, and uh, I, that's a non-starter. I'm not moving to Texas. <laughs> like you can go to Dallas and like, live Oklahoma. like a king. Yeah, it's like no, you live like you know a Dallasan. It was crazy. I I actually, you guys watch HGTV. You guys ever seen that? Yeah, sure. I know what it no, is. I don't watch it. Occasionally, yeah. So occasionally it's on because you know my fiance she loves it and my mom she loves it. I was watching something and in Florida you can go buy a house. For like nine hundred thousand, four bedroom, three, three bathroom, great size yard, nine hundred thousand. I'm thinking, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Man, no, it's, I, it's I was good. I was on Zillow once and I saw a Vic, uh, a Victorian house in Cleveland, Ohio, like five bedrooms or something like that. And I don't I don't imagine this is in the greatest part of Cleveland. Okay, so whatever. But still, like a five-bedroom fat Victorian that you could, you know, that the people we love our Victorians, we love to flip our Victorians here, right? Like a hundred and fifty thousand for a, for an actual house that doesn't need to be demolished. I remember, <laughs> and, and I don't care because I don't care, man. In, in the in the hoodest to hood parts of the Bay, you're still paying seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, no doubt. Uh, Nick Collison was a buddy of mine. Oh, he's still a buddy of mine, and he's you know Nick Collison, former NBA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so he's yeah, yeah. with he was with Oklahoma for I think he retired. He he played for one franchise. He was with Seattle, and then no, he got traded to Oklahoma. no Seattle left to Oklahoma. What am I saying? So he played with one franchise. It was Seattle's drafted him, and then of course like that, Kevin Durant. They moved to Oklahoma, <laughs> and so that's the only franchise he had played for. And I used to hang at his place in Seattle, and he used to live off of you know he's live off the water. He had his bike. He used to get on this trail and ride into practice. I mean, he was he was sort of the Clay Thompson of the Seattle area. He just loved the area. Mm-hmm. He gets you know the franchise moves to Oklahoma, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I saw the guy the following year, and he just looked at me and said, "My God." He's like living in Oklahoma City as opposed to Seattle, Washington. Like that's, you know, there's something to be said about quality of life. It could be cheap, but to live in Oklahoma, I ain't doing that. See, that's the thing. I'll when go down with a ship here in San Francisco. That's the thing. When everybody says, oh, let's, you know, move to this place and that place. It's cheap to live. I'm like, you get what you pay for, okay? Spent four seasons in Seattle and ten seasons in Oklahoma City. Ooh. You get what you pay for, though. That's the thing. It's like, oh, it's cheap to live here. It's like, yeah, for a reason. The reason it's expensive to live here is because it's great and everybody wants to move here, okay? Uh-oh. Now, I live in Oakland, and I'm going to tell you I love living in Oakland, and I, and, I, and I try to perpetuate the myth that Oakland's dangerous as much as I can. Like People are like, how's living in Oakland? I'm like, oh, God, the violence and the, oh, the robbery and the crime. That's not that, that's not Oakland, though. By the way, but I'm just saying, like I, I, I try to per, per, perpetuate the myth so that my rent doesn't go up any further. Okay, but but people are finding out about Oakland and the whole Bay and, and everywhere in the Bay, man. It, it, it's not many places better. It just isn't. Just based on the weather alone, everywhere else I've ever been is either way hotter, way colder, or both. <laughs> like seriously, like 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 the Midwest. Most of the Midwest has much hotter summers and much colder winters. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah. It's it, it's like the summer is Sacramento, and then the winter is, is Tahoe. 
Yeah, I would do if I was to get away. I would do something in the Bay Area, man. Maybe, but just maybe go out to, I don't know, somewhere desolate in the Marin County area or North Bay or something around there. Petaluma, Russian River. Uh, actually, that sounds gross. Napa uh, Valley. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, man. That's not you either. I'm going to stay put. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, the text line saying, uh, what is the text line saying? Bosa doesn't like the Bay. Yeah. He says he does it. It mentions Trump and all of the politics, man. Listen, here's what Bosa likes, and especially if he's a Trump guy, right? Bosa likes money, and and they're gonna give him more money than anybody else. So he's gonna take. He's gonna he's gonna stay here. He's gonna write the checks, and he's, he's gonna and he's gonna you know not say anything that's gonna tick people off, okay? Because he's smart and he likes money. Yeah, but he's a dude that I like. Can... After he retires, I don't know what he's gonna do, okay? But. But while, while the Niners is writing big fact checks, man, you don't got to worry about Bosa doing anything. All right. So the San Francisco 49ers have got Debo Samuel intact. Uh, I think he's going to sign that contract. They, let's, he, they ah, got him in check. That's what they got him. No, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they gave him that little check, that little like uh, that little pimp slap, if you will. Like He's like, oh, I want a new contract. And they're just like, boom. He's like, oh, oh okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll report. You know, and, and they did it. They did it by doing nothing. He's, he's sitting there. He's doing all the machinations. They're like, okay, well, um, we're going to give you your money when you show up. And then, you know, when the contract is up, then we'll talk. And... and and that's the sad reality, man. And that's why when you talk about when you look at the NFL players and, and you look at how um, the the Major League Baseball went on strike, right? And the, and they caved, right? Like the these billionaires, they're, they're sticking it to these billionaires. Like I know it's crazy to think, oh, this guy's he's complaining because he's getting thirty, he's because he wants thirty million and he's only getting twenty, but but he's worth every dime, and that's why he's getting it. And these people, these people, like they're, they're getting it stuck to them, man. And, and Debo, I wish Debo did have some kind of recourse to get the money he deserves, but he, but he does it, and that sucks. And and next time a professional sports league goes on strike, like act like you mean it, stick to your guns, man, and stand up to these billionaires. The other thing is, when it comes to Debo, and I hope he gets paid. I hope he's happy. I'm a big Debo fan as well. But my man, if we were to do this all over again. Please don't follow Kyler Murray's lead and scrub your account. Like, there's different ways to handle this. Is that something now that the modern athlete, if the first sign that something's, you know, not smelling right in Denmark, the first sign of discontent, discontent, we're scrubbing the account. Anything that has to do with that respective team you're playing for, you get rid of it. Is that is that a real thing? Hopefully, I mean, we're growing, we talked about ways, but come on, man, we're growing up a little bit here. Well, but see, but that's the thing, Dan, is this is growing up because they're growing up and they're becoming more sophisticated and they're realizing how much money is in this business. And they're also realizing I'm an NFL player. OK, if I hurt my ankle, if, if, if I cite a 50 million dollar uh, uh, a contract tomorrow, OK, and then I hurt my knee the next day and I couldn't play anymore, I'm getting five million. Yeah, but so, the, there's so, way, I have no. So, th- so they dump you as soon as you aren't useful. Oh no, there's so, no. You're as good as your last game. Yeah. So, so the second you are useful, you get them for everything you oh, can. Oh, I, I get yours. Are you kidding me? Especially when it comes to the NFL, nothing's guaranteed. Go get yours. I'm just saying, there's different ways of handling that. 
than scrubbing your account. Does that really put a gun to anybody's head? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I guarantee you John Lynch gave no craps about Debo's Instagram. Maybe. maybe it's creating some sort of public buzz, what they're trying to do, but there's different ways. You can have your team leak stuff out. It, it, it is passive-aggressive, though, that, and that's that's not my style, but there's plenty of passive-aggressive people walking the planet that are living completely normal and healthy lives. We're going to continue on 95.7 The Game and talk about the San Francisco Gigantes. They won a game! Yeah! Shamari... Time to, time to recognize the San Francisco Giants have turned things around. All right, we'll get into the Giants. We'll talk about anything that you want to get into when it comes to Bay Area sports with Shamari Block and Dan Bone here on 95.7 The Game.